change is often often scary. So if we want to change and want to go, we are called to to be brave. You're listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed, the show that helps you communicate with confidence, so you can stand out from the crowd and get noticed by all the right people. To subscribe to the show, go to thecmethod.com. Change is often scary, so if we want to change and want to grow, we are called on to be brave. These are such wise words from my wonderful guest this week, Jason Freeman. Hi there, Rockstar. My name's Christina Cantors, and I am your host, and this is episode 78 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. I have a very special guest joining me on the show this week. His name is Jason Freeman and he is based in San Diego and he is a bravery coach and an inspirational speaker who coaches his clients to express themselves with confidence, clarity and ease. Now that on its own is super admirable. I just love the idea of a bravery coach. But what is truly remarkable about Jason is that he has a very unique voice. You see, when Jason was born, he lost some oxygen in in that process. And as he grew, he developed a -a one-of-a-kind accent, commonly known as a speech impediment. Also, as a kid, he had substantial coordination difficulties. He tells me that in seventh grade, he actually threw a shot put backwards during a track meet. (laughs) Anyway, Jason spent much of his life strongly disliking not being, quote, normal, at least So he tells me he accomplished a good deal while feeling badly about himself, although he wouldn't recommend this type of motivation. He graduated college with a double major in English and social work. He earned a Master of Fine Arts in Poetry. And for 10 years, he worked for an organization that served people with developmental disabilities. And on a daily basis, he was seeing the best in other people. Unfortunately, he was still often seeing the worst in himself. This is taken from his bio, by the way. I'm not making this up. What he discovered from this extensive research project in self-loathing is that constant self-criticism is draining and destructive. About seven years ago, desperate for a change, he went to a yoga class and then another and another and then lots more. He then began to fall in love with his body and his voice. Now, I meet so many people who say, I hate the sound of my own voice. And this is what Jason and I are going to dive into in this episode. We talk about how to love yourself, how to accept yourself for who you are, how to start putting yourself out there, and also how to take on feedback and not be so hard on yourself. Jason is an incredibly inspiring individual, so I was, I'm so humbled and grateful to have him on the show. I really enjoyed this conversation with Jason and I hope that you do too. Show notes will be at thecmethod.com slash Jason. Before we get into that, I just want to give a quick shout out to podcast listener Kate and her mum, Anne. I met them both this morning when I was speaking at the RMIT Entrepreneurs Meetup. Thank you so much for coming along. It was so great to meet you. And Kate told me that she was, she'd play my podcast in the morning. She's telling her friends and her teachers at school about it. So thank you so much for that. I, I really appreciate your support and thank you for the lovely review that you left in Stitcher as well. Okay, you ready to meet Jason Freeman? Let's get to it. You have a fascinating story. Can you give us a brief elevator pitch of of you and and what you do? 
So, so the, this elevator is starting at birth and I'm 41 <laughs> now. So, so, so it's going to have to go fast. When, when I was born, I lost some oxygen. The technical name of it is cerebral palsy. And, and when I was young, my parents said, Hey, Jason, you're the best. And as an only child, child, who was I to disagree with him? Of course. <laughs> but, but, but in fourth grade, I changed schools and I started looking around and it, I started really feeling I was, was different and, and I create, at that point, I, I created the, the same speech and coordination that have been just, just fine with me as a major problem in my life. And, and th- things got worse, th- things improved. I, I tried to deny I had a disability sometime. And denying a, a speech impediment is kind of tough, but I did a good job at it. And then, um, other times I was at war with it, like, why, why me? Why does this have to happen? If only, if only. And then, um, about eight years ago, I, I found, found, found yoga. And through taking that, those steps in positive direction, a positive direction, I, I, one led to another and before long I was speaking to an audience. And as I spoke, it was amazing. I, I assumed it wouldn't be that impactful, but but people were falling along. Some people were crying. People were laughing. And afterwards, after all the hugs and clapping and enthusiasm, I'm like, wow, <laughs> I got this whole thing wrong. This voice I hated could it be, could it be that it in fact makes me a master communicator. Wow. Can we just backtrack a little bit? I'd love to talk more about the work you do now, and I know you do a lot of speaking and a lot of coaching, but can we just backtrack? You said that you started doing yoga, and that's what started your journey Mm. towards helping you loving your own voice and building up confidence. Can we just go a little bit deeper into that? What was it specifically about yoga that helped you to build your confidence? Oh, my. Um. There's so many aspects of, of I, I could talk about this the whole interview, but, <laughs> but I, I try to so often before yoga uh, escape my voice and my coordination by distracting myself, but, but on the yoga mat, I was right there with me and I, I, I had or chose to learn to breathe deeply on my, my mat. And the, the, the breathing 
like allow me to be with who I was and then it also relaxed me. I used to be a massively stressed person who who talked like this and it made me harder to understand. Yeah, stress doesn't help a speech impediment. And so yoga relaxed me and and I I got more in touch with my body and, and that created space in my old, old story of myself which was disability bad, speech impediment bad. The same story over and over again, the same interpretation of the problem over and over again. And yoga created room for a new new interpretation and new actions and a new life. Hmm. A new life. Pretty amazing. Yeah. And then how did you go from doing yoga to getting your your first speaking gig? Oh, yeah. Um, I was taking the elevator up, up fast. So I, <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so one of my yoga teachers came in one day and announced that, that she and her husband were starting a laughter yoga club. Have you heard of laughter yoga? I've heard of laughing clubs. Is may, is it is a similar a, thing? A, what is it a similar thing? May, maybe I'm not sure. But anyway, for you all that who haven't looked look it up on YouTube, it's a hoot. Okay. <laughs> so so she announced this laughter yoga club, and and I. One going to one club led to the next, and one laugh led to another. And before I knew it, I was a laughter yoga leader, actually leading laughter clubs, which gave me lots of confidence. And then, and then from there, I applied to speak at uh, the All American Laughter Yoga Conference. on leading people with disability through laughter yoga. And that was the talk I was right. talking about in the elevator. <laughs> and what, um, before you gave that talk, what was going through your mind? Um, I, I, I usually say I was, was n- really nervous before, and I'm sure part of me was, but but I think that was another bigger part of play because I have pages of notes, which I have been looking at for for a few days, and I remember putting them under my my chair, and, and then taking off my shoes. So I would be comfortable up there. <laughs> and, and so maybe that was a high, something higher in me saying, saying it's time to be comfortable with who you really are. I, I'm, I'm not sure. And don't worry, now when I speak, I wear shoes. So. <laughs> Let's talk about how you learn to love your own voice. Because this is something that impacts a lot of people. They, mm. you know, people who are podcasting or people who get up to speak, they go, I, you know, I, I don't like the sound of my own voice or they feel like they don't have anything important to say. Mm. What did, 
what helped you to be able to accept and learn to love your own voice? Uh, such a, such a great, great question and dear to my heart. Um, what helps me learn to love my own voice and as a, a continual process is, is I keep, I keep doing, I keep putting my, myself out there. I, I make, make videos and post them. A lot of, lot of, um, low quality videos, but, but still the, the process of making them. And, and then sometimes the higher quality. And, and now, now I, I speak, I speak more and more to, to, Ask all kinds of different places, and and each time I I put my myself out there, I I open myself to to a different interpretation of my voice than that that closed view where I was shy and I where I thought my voice was awful and. And this is something I, I talk to person after person and, and everyone, if you talk to them long enough, has a, a phenomenal story and, and wisdom to share, share, but, but, but so many people, and I, I sympathize because it was hard for me to step out, but so many people are, Afraid to take the next step and speak to the first audience, uh, post their first YouTube video, and 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 it, it it's so painful because I can hear the longing in their voice to contribute in that way, but yet, but yet it, it's I know it's hard to take those the the very next step, but it's. I think it's so essential in the, in, in this profession and just speaking to audiences, even if, if you don't want to be a professional. Hmm. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a big proponent of telling people to get outside their comfort zones and to mm-hmm. just take that, just take one step, just do something. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to have it perfect the first time. And I always tell people you're never or going to be. Or the hundredth time. Or the hundredth time, exactly. And you're never going to be, you know, fully ready or really good at something at the very, mm-hmm. very beginning. You're always going to start off pretty terrible. And you only have to watch my early YouTube videos to see that where I look like I'm terrified of the camera. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what's interesting now is that people comment to say, oh, you're such a natural on video. <laughs> and I just think, isn't that funny? Because it's taken me a really long time to look natural <laughs> on video. So na- so natural does come with practice, it seems like. Absolutely comes with practice. And I'm I'm sure you have also felt yourself become more comfortable and natural on stage as a speaker. Oh yeah, yeah. T- today I I gave a talk at noon to a Lions Club and and 
And there's been a lot going on, so I didn't have that much time to, to prepare. I mean, I, I, I thought about it and stuff, but, but just, I was able to get up there today and, and talk to them with ease and flow and they loved it. I loved it. We all felt good. And, and in the, in the past that, that talk would have taken me, me hours, uh, to prepare and then more hours of worrying about it. And yeah, it's, it's nice to feel progress. Absolutely. Can I ask what was one, what was one of the main takeaways from your talk today? Would you be able to share that with the listeners? The, the main takeaway, I was talking about five steps from turning a problem into an opportunity. Okay. What's one of those steps? Can you share that? The, the, um, what step to, to, to share? The, the first is so important. I'll share it. And that, that is just recognizing the, the pro, recognizing what we perceive as the, as a problem. Like I said, for a long time, I, I refuse to recognize my voice and coordination as something I perceived as a problem. And so, so recognizing it and, and then the, Often when we, we finally get out of denial and recognize that we go to war with it. And so then that the next step is, is rest. Do other, do other things like, like yoga, yoga or hobbies or whatever to, to get your mind off the wall with the, the problem and. Mm. And, and and get some distance from it, so you're not telling the the same old story again and again. Okay. See, I get excited. <laughs> I gave you two two for one there. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. You're you're very generous. Um, so the first one is to get out of denial that you don't have a problem, is that yeah, it? and recognize yeah, it, that it is holding you back. It's to to rec- recognize the the problem and how it's affecting you, right? Instead of just ignoring it and pretending there's nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you, so tell me about your your transition to becoming a a bravery coach because I love that. I love that word bravery coach. I think it's I think it's beautiful. I've heard of transformational coach and life coach and business coach, but I've never heard of bravery coach before. So can you explain your transition to that and, and what bravery coach means? So, so, so the, this year I, I've been coaching a, a few people about get, about, um, finding the, the story and then taking those next steps to get in front of an audience and, and and I I love that, but it occurred to me that that I'm that takes courage, and it occurred to me that the the steps of of stepping out 
and anything, whether it's sticking or, or scuba diving or what, whatever, they're, they're kind of, kind of similar. So, and they all take bravery. It takes bravery to extend beyond what we, we have known ourselves as. Change is often, often scary. So, so, if we want to change and want to go, we are called to, to be brave. And, and it's, it's a daily, it's a daily bravery. It's not like, like we're brave once and that, then it's all good. It's a daily bravery. I love that. What do you recommend people do to start practicing daily bravery? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm hitting you with all the hard questions. Like I was saying, we were talking about, we both encourage people with, with speaking to, to take the, the very next step. So, so daily bravery is, to me is, is, I mean, part of it is, is getting up and, and, yeah, saying, saying, oh, I, I lo- love me. But then the, the second part of it is taking that very next step in what, in whatever du- direction a person wants to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's frightening. Like on Sunday, I, I went to a massage workshop. I, 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 I don't do massage. I mean, <laughs> I haven't done that much massage in my life, but it, it was the next step. So I did it. So, so the next step towards, towards whatever someone wants to do. I would say that's daily bravery. Mm, I love that. Just taking, taking one small step each day i think and i and i love that also because it's doable mm-hmm. because it's not you know you know we're not expecting people to go do something crazy every single day but it's just doing one small thing whether it's writing a blog post even if you don't publish mm-hmm. it maybe you publish it next week but taking that little step every day to improve yourself and work towards your goal a blog post or even a Facebook post about something you really believe in. It can be vulnerable. And, but, uh, any, any other next step? One big reason why people don't put themselves out there, I find, is they have this fear of criticism, this fear of mm. what will other people say. Like, how do you deal with criticism, Jason? I, I, I've had the, there's one terrible critic throughout my life who's been pretty merciless, just pretty unrelenting until we, recent years. And now, now this critic's finally getting the hint and letting up a bit. Do you have any idea who that critic is? <laughs> I'm guessing it's you, Jason. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's definitely been me. I, I have the rough draft of of my book out to, 
to my editor now, and she has endless feedback on it. But but she she doesn't mean that in a spirit of criticism. Uh, she, we both want to create a better book. But mm. if it had been, been, if she had given me the same feedback 15 years ago when when I was being a merciless critic with myself, I, I would have been like, oh my gosh, why, why am I not a good writer? Why, why, why is the, why, why does she not like it? But, so, so in answer, in long answer to your question, I, I think, I think really loving the inner critic and and really coming to peace with with the inner critic helps immensely to take outer outer input as feedback instead of vicious criticism. Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of people are afraid to actually give constructive feedback because a lot of people are really bad at taking that on board. You know, a lot of people get defensive and I think it's a skill, mm. it's a skill in itself to be able to sit there and take someone's feedback and say, okay, thank you. Thank you for your feedback. It, it, is, a, <laughs> it is a immense skill. Mm. So I encourage all of you listening to practice that. Next time someone gives you feedback or even a compliment, say, thank you. Thank you for that. I accept what you've just told me and- I'll, I'll consider implementing it. Thank you. You know, instead of going, oh, but it was because of this and oh, yeah, but I'm doing that, which is most people's natural responses, including mine, <laughs> including mine. <laughs> I, I love you was all I will consider in implementing that. Just be, as so true, just because someone gives us feedback, it's still up to us. To analyze it and take what was what 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 we think is is useful, and then to to let what what we don't think is useful just go. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And oftentimes, negative criticism or feedback is a reflection of you know other people and their own you know, their own self-critic as well. So yeah, yeah. anyway, thank you so much, Jason, for sharing your story on the show and sharing that with us today. I really, really appreciate it. Do you have any other final words for the listeners? Just, um, I, I know, I know some things in life seem like some some frustrations you 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 have about your yourself seem like they will never change but but please please know that the world's about change that life's about change and and it is it's possible to to grow and learn to eventually even love and move forward with the the things that seem insurmountable. I love that. Thank you so much, Jason. You are a truly 
bright star shining is a great example for all of us. So thank you for sharing your story and keep on doing what you're doing. Um, I look forward to seeing you on the TED stage at some mm. point. <laughs> if mm. people want to find out more about you and what you do, where can they go? Um, people can go to jasonwfreeman.com. And, and I want to, to say, say thank you. Thank you so much, Christina, for having me on the show. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you so much again to the very inspiring Jason Freeman for being a guest on the show this week. You can find show notes where I will put uh, details and links to uh, Jason's website and also his YouTube channel at thecmethod.com slash Jason, or you can visit his website, jasonwfreeman.com. He has a beautiful video there of himself being interviewed and also him presenting and examples of, of talks that he gives. And it's, it's a beautiful video. So I highly encourage you to go and watch that. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate if you could please share it with people who you also think would find it useful and, and inspiring. So share it with your friends, family, colleagues. It's so great to be able to get the word of this podcast out. And that's all from me this week. Keep on being awesome and I'll see you next time. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Music.